What's good, y'all? This your boy Jalen, and we back at it with another episode of the Twenty Four Twelve Podcast. What's good, y'all? It's your boy Keetwan, aka MS, man. Feel good to be back. We missed, we missed the week before, but we got a lot in tune for y'all. In store for y'all is always my bad, but of course we're gonna talk about Draymond firing on Jordan Poole, the video leaking, and how this affect the whole Warriors organization. Jalen gonna give us an update on the MLB power rankings playoff update, World Series predictions, and of course, we're going to let Jalen talk about the Panthers fire and Matt ruling more, so just stay tuned with us. But first, y'all already know what to do. Go ahead and hit us up on all social media platforms at the 2412pod, IG, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, everything, man. Y'all already know what to do. And go ahead and hit us up on all streaming platforms, too. Give us a like, subscribe, and all that good stuff, man. We appreciate the love as usual. Man, so JV, we got to start with start talking about with the Draymond Green punch, bro. We got to start off talking about that. <laughs> I ain't even mean to do the young boy like that. I ain't, even, I ain't even mean to do the young boy like that. Yeah, that's your boy, man. <laughs> yeah, it's my boy Draymond Green, man. But okay, well, apparently they got into a little scuffle. First, the reports came out they got into a little scuffle at practice. You know, they had to be separated. So everybody was like, man, it's not even that big of a deal, you feel me? But then the video came out. <laughs> not one punch, man. He called Dre one punch, man. That's crazy. Jonathan, that's crazy. <laughs> but apparently, you feel me? Well, the video came out. It was audioless. But you feel me, Dre, they was apparently it was talking back and forth. Wasn't they said it wasn't it wasn't nothing said that was too crazy. But Dre walked up on pool, pool pushed Draymond. And Draymond fired on a one punch man, knocked him out into the wall. He looked like he really went to sleep though. That it, it was crazy. The video made it look worse than what it was. It was funny. I ain't gonna lie to you. It was funny. Nobody, I ain't expecting to get folded like that. But we forget for real. is like six, six, seven, like two something, and pool only like like probably like six three, six two, probably one something. <laughs> so he he folded like a lawn chair. But and Jay, what's, what's your thoughts on it, man? What's your thoughts on it? Yeah, I'm like you, man. When I first saw that video, when it got leaked on Twitter, it caught me off guard because, I mean, I heard about the punch and all that, but, you know, stuff like that be happening all the time in practice. So I ain't thinking none of it. It was a little scramble or whatever. But then when I saw Draymond basically slip, Jordan Poole knocked him to the ground, I was like, sheesh, this might be a little worse than what I thought it was at first. But, man, I, I, I think – I want to say it was a sucker punch, though, because – like the whole video, it kind of escalated because Jordan Poole and Draymond was going back and forth talking. I don't know exactly what they said, but right before Draymond punched him, Jordan Poole pushed Draymond. So it kind of escalated right there. Jordan Poole basically kind of initiated a little bit. And really, Jordan Poole never took his eyes off Draymond too much. And then Draymond basically just ran back and basically just slumped him right there to the ground. So I don't really think it was a sucker punch. Draymond might have went a little overboard with that. I mean, he might have got to handle a little bit better being a veteran leader of the team because he already knew there was going to be a distraction. But I really think, of course, they didn't think the video was going to get out. That was the main thing. The video never got out. None of us would have been talking about this or anything. It just blew over. So I really think that's what messed up that the video got out and made the situation way worse for real. It definitely wasn't a sucker punch because, I mean, you put you push somebody. I don't know what you expect to happen after that. Like, you just expect them. 
I, you expect it to be some pushing back, but obviously somebody gonna get hands put on you. you feel me? And you just right. can't let nobody walk up on you in your bubble and not expect nothing to happen. Like I don't know what he thought just because they was teammates. I, he we not we not saying it was justified. We we of course we know he was wrong for doing it, but I don't think it's a bigger deal as everybody think it is. It only it only like Jalen said it only looks worse because the video got up. For real, because it's basketball, so it's a little bit different. But for instance. Let's say you was at your job and your coworker came up to you and basically pushed you out of nowhere. I mean, honestly, your first intention, you might go back in them. I mean, you might mess around and throw a punch too or something like that. So that's why I I mean it wasn't too crazy. The punch was like reckless. Like I said, if Draymond got to make better decisions, but at the end of the day, it happened. I mean, stuff happens sometimes at basketball practice like that. Probably more often than what we've seen, like from behind the scenes stuff, especially with the NBA. Steve Curry, no firsthand. I mean, Michael Jordan. Yeah, he, Jordan punched him right in his eye. <laughs> so he already know firsthand what it's like. But it's just like, we don't know how the video got out. It, I don't know. Apparently, you know what I'm saying, somebody put the video out because I guess when the reports first came out, they was like, when they was like, it was just like a little scuffle or whatever. They had to be separated. People were like, that was Draymond and Clutch Sports, you know, controlling the narrative. Like they say, you know, LeBron like to control the narrative all the time. You know they clutch sports clients and stuff like that, so it it made sense. But I'm I'm just like man, it, it, it look it looked crazy. It, it looked crazy. It did, and uh, y'all was saying that the person that released the video only probably got like 10k off of it. The the first report was like 2.6 mil at first, but I was like, I ain't gonna lie, 2.6 mil, you can have the video. I yeah, like you can have the video. In fact, I don't care. <laughs> That's a life changing movie right there. Especially I'm an intern, I, I'm losing that. I, oh, yeah. You can add it. Oh, yeah. But if it's only 10K, it's like, I don't, it depends on my position. Like, if I got an actual job with the Warriors, I don't think I would have risked it for 10K. Because 10K and Cali ain't getting you nowhere. You might pay one month for rent. Man, might let you, you pay one month of rent, <laughs> probably groceries for like a couple months, and that money gone. Get your haircut, gas up your car, and that, that's about it. It's a wrap. You probably gas up your car, I don't know how many times. They ain't gonna lie. You probably ain't gonna be driving like that anyway. You gas up your car a couple times, that's a wrap for you. Shoot, gas in Cali probably like five, six dollars a gallon for real. I say Patrick did, yeah, Patrick did say it was about like six dollars, close to seven dollars. That's wild. I don't see how people do it in Cali for real. If you're not rich, I don't see how they make it out there. Look, just look what J. Cole said, dollar in a dream. <laughs> <laughs> so, we gonna, the disciplinary actions of him getting just fined and how we feel like it's going to have an effect on the Warriors organization. So, with him being, I with the disciplinary actions, I guess it's fine with him just being suspended because it's an in-house thing. Like, everybody's pushing for him to be suspended. Plus, they got the ring ceremony open tonight. So, how is he going to miss the ring ceremony like? But regardless, I, do, the thing is, if the ring ceremony wasn't, if they wasn't having the ring ceremony open tonight, will you, do you think he'd still be suspended? I personally, nah. I don't, I don't think they would have suspended him into the season anyway, especially if the NBA left up to the Warriors. Because, I mean, he's too much of an important piece to the team. And I think because it happened in-house like that, that they basically give him the fine, let him step away for the team for a few days like he did. I feel like it would have been way worse if it happened during a game and he punched like a opposing player or something like that. But since it was in-house and with another teammate, I'm not really surprised about what happened to him as far as not really being suspended and just basically getting fined. So which I'm cool with that, honestly, because, I mean, the way it happened and all that. But like I said Draymond just got to do better. He still got to remember he's a leader of that team. So I was always on the Warriors because they got Dynasty, of course. So 
Draymond's got to be smarter. Uh, he can't potentially ruin the chemistry of the team, which I think they'll be all right because the Warriors like, are one of the most tight-knit teams in the league with Steph Curry, Klay Thompson leading the way. Steve Kerr is a great leader. Iggy's still on the team. So I think they'll still be fine long-term, but this is just a little another distraction along the way for them. So Draymond's got to be better. Another reason, you know, for everybody to hate on Draymond, everybody be like, he just feel like he can do whatever he want to do, you feel me? But every time he do something, he get reprimanded for it. So I don't know where that, you feel me, that narrative come from. Literally got suspended in the finals. You feel me? When LeBron provoked him to do what he did, got suspended. I think he got he got ejected. I don't know if he got suspended. I forgot in the playoff game where he pulled down uh, Brandon Clark. Got reprimanded for that. So it's just like, I don't know where this narrative from. He feel like he can do whatever, do what he want, when he want, without no uh, without no consequence. Well, obviously, we see every time he do something, it's a consequence for it. But, you know, everybody love hating on Draymond. You know, we used to that. It's all good. For real, dude literally got suspended in one of the biggest NBA finals of all time, like in the middle of the series. So that, that it don't get much worse than that. That's what I'm saying, but. I don't, when it come to the, it was like, like we said, it was in-house. So it's just like everybody pushing for, pushing for him to be suspended. Like y'all, y'all ain't got nothing to do with this. This is a Warriors thing. They didn't expect the video to get out. Exactly. So apparently they, apparently they weren't going to do nothing anyway. You feel me? If the video didn't get out, I feel like they weren't going, they probably would have still find them, but I don't feel like they were going to do, do anything, you know, drastic. No, the only reason they even doing anything because, you know, Public media backlash and they didn't do anything because everybody seen the video. But like you said, the video yeah, never everybody, got out. Everybody had to talk about it. Everybody talked about it. It's uh, JP, right? <laughs> it was a whole video of him after like after the, all that happened after practice getting shot. So like that, like it didn't even happen. Like it didn't matter. Like and then JP came back the next night and dropped buckets on the Lakers. So he good. He was I, like, he was like, forget, he said forget all that other stuff. We just trying to win. I, I guess. That was, this probably ain't even true, but there were rumors going around talking about JP getting the head and all that stuff now because, you know, he, he's up for a contract extension. He's developing great as a player. So Draymond basically had to humble him a little bit. That's what they're saying. Talking about JP been talking more trash and all that lately. Yeah, but I mean, if that's the case, he's been the same person because Draymond said when he first came into camp, he was talking like that to everybody. So, I mean, that can't be true. Right. And then evidently Draymond's been JP's mentor from the jump. Like there's their locker has always been right beside each other and everything. So I really think they got a, a close bond. Yeah. Yeah. Well Draymond came out and said that. So I think they really got a close bond for real. And you know, stuff be happening sometimes, man, especially in the heat of the moment in competition in the NBA playing basketball. So I think that temperature just got flared up a little bit too much and everybody's seen it. So I think that'd be all right in the long run though. That's what I'm saying. It's like you feel me? It was like you, you don't do that to your teammates. Don't feel me? You put you can put hands on your friends sometimes. That you don't shoot your friends. You you, you got to put hand. You got to put the paws on your friends sometimes. You can't go over drastic. But he he did slump on though. But right, that wasn't his intention. That wasn't his intention though. You feel me? Like if he would have just he would have just went back a little bit. You feel me? I mean that 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 was kind of it, it was kind of justified. Like I right, I right, young boy, I right, chill out. But like he slumped, so it's not it, it, it it's worse. It, it's right. definitely worse. He did go OD. That's all I mean. That's why I keep saying he he should have handled it better, especially as a veteran leader of that team. And at his age, man, he should have handled it better. Like, push him back a little bit, or if you're going to hit him, don't hit him that hard, man, to slump him. Because you already know you way bigger than JP anyway, so. He could have broke, broke his jaw for real. That's he could have broke his jaw. He could. That's why I'm he, glad. He hit him flush. He hit him flush, too. I'm glad Poole really didn't get seriously hurt, because it, it really could have went bad for him, for real. 
Man, opening night, you feel me? He gonna be available. But I don't feel like this... I don't feel like it's gonna hurt that much because, I mean, it's not like he hit Steph or something like that. I mean, and who... It was talking about suspending him. Who was really gonna start over Draymond? Like, I don't think people realize how viable Draymond is or vital he is to the team. I don't think people really realize that. Exactly. He's still the glue. The glue to that team. They still need Draymond. Definitely, for sure. I know Wiggins has basically stepped up and been their top perimeter defender, but... Draymond but he's is, not going to anchor the defense. Can't nobody anchor their defense like him. So. Exactly. Draymond is still the glue, man. The Warriors definitely need him if they're going to make another championship run for real. So Before, before we uh, leave off the subject, though, you know, the rumor was like he wanted to be a Laker. How y'all feel about that? <laughs> man. You know, even I, Brian real chummy right now. Clutch sports. Yeah, I know. I know clutch clients. LeBron began to clutch clients come to LA, man. But I don't, I don't believe that rumor one big man. Draymond is not leaving Golden State. I just don't see it. It's not going to happen. I don't not see it happening all. either. Because if he leave, people, I say people thought uh, losing GP two was going to be bad on the defensive end. They lose Draymond. That whole system fall apart. Yeah, Bob Myers is not gonna let that happen. He's gonna keep the core together. The Warriors not afraid to spend money. They're gonna keep Draymond, Poole, Wiggins, Steph, and Clay together no matter what, for real. They're not scared to spend money. I think the worst thing that's gonna happen throughout the season from this whole situation, of course, especially on Twitter and social media, Poole gonna be hearing about it all year. The joke's gonna be there all year, but that's, the, I think that's gonna be the worst. The away thing. games, the away yeah. games is about to be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> These memes and, and pictures and everything else, bro, it's about to be wild. People they got no they shirts. It's about to be. It's about to be ridiculous. Like, like Draymond <laughs> said, he he apologized to his whole family because it was like it wasn't just embarrassing to him. It was embarrassing to his mom, his pops, his whole family. Yeah, that's why I say it, it's way more embarrassing than anything else for real. Because people will not forget. They're gonna hold on to this forever. Well, JP had had the female or the women on Twitter calling him calling him a little boy like he ain't a grown man. <laughs> It was like, man, Draymond got JP. I mean, the people, uh, women calling J, uh, JP a little boy on Twitter. He got to come back with the Gilbert Arenas. Fast. They was like, Draymond had to do that little boy like that. <laughs> I'm like, bro, you a whole grown man. Are you calling him a little boy? That's crazy. <laughs> Disrespectful. Especially on the shade room, bro. You know, they be records on them comments anyway. <laughs> Called him a, had the women call him a little boy. <laughs> You know, JP drive all showing off in front of the women. Man. He embarrassed them. You know, you, you know, he play, <laughs> love playing in front of in front of the girls, the women, and stuff. You feel me? So he, you can't you can't be embarrassed in front of them like that, man. That, exactly. Draymond messing JP rip up, man. <laughs> but he, every time he have a pool party, you feel me? They gonna be bringing that up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it, it's never not any drama in the NBA though, for real. Never. Every month is something. Be more, mostly be more interesting when before when the season come around. Be more interesting than the entire season. <laughs> for real, the NBA all season is always filled with drama, always. And it's like every all season, right before the season starts, it's like a little dead period. You think everything good, just gonna slide into the regular season, and then bam, something happened. Like last all season was the Ben Simmons situation, and now this all season we got this. I was say he had Westbrook being a Laker. James wanting out of Houston, then him wanting out of Brooklyn. It really was like, well, that was during the season, but it was just like still. Yeah. It's always something, man. Always something. But, <laughs> yeah, we'll keep y'all posted with NBA stuff, man. Next episode, we'll probably come back with our NBA preseason previews and all that stuff since the season. It's very close to beginning. Next week or two, it'll start up. But, yeah, man, crazy times around yeah. the association. 
Yeah, but the, the switch sports, you feel me, Jay? We gonna let, let you take us out to the ball game, you feel me? Give us an update on the MLB playoffs and all that, man. So to uh, get us right real, real fast. Cool, cool. Yeah, the, the long grinding MLB season is finally ended. The 162-game season is over with. So I'm, I'm going to do my last power rankings for the end of the MLB regular season. Actually had four teams this year to win 100 games, which is crazy. So I'm going to start it off, man. Number one in the season, Los Angeles Dodgers. They've been at the top all year. Got to keep them there. They won 111 games. Only lost 51. Definitely look like the most dominant team in baseball all year. With that continuing the playoffs, we shall see. Houston Astros at number two. 106 wins, 56 losses. Best team in the American League all year long, for sure, for sure. Dusty Baker continues to do a great job down there. My Atlanta Braves at number three. 101 and 61 record. Got to shout out the Braves. Once again, we slow walk those New York Mets down. Once again, Mets choke. Braves only led the NLEs for eight days throughout the whole season. Still won the division. Mets spent all that money. Fans talking junk. Bay. Braves won the NLEs as usual, man. Fifth straight year winning the National League East Division. You already know they runs the NLEs. Number four, I give the Mets a little respect right behind us with 101 wins. Also, 61 losses. Didn't win the division. Lost early in the wild card round. I'll get to that in a minute, but I get a number four spot. Number five, the St. Louis Cardinals at 93 and 69. Albert Pujols' final, final year went out with a bang out there. The Cleveland Guardians at number six at 92 and 70. Definitely overachieved this year with a lot of young talent on the team. Number seven, got the Toronto Blue Jays at 92 and 70 also. Number eight, the Seattle Mariners, 90 and 72 record. They finally made the playoffs this year. They actually broke the longest playoff drought streak in all professional sports right now, man. And like MLB, NBA, NHL, NFL. I think it's been 20 years since the last time they made the playoffs before this year, man. So shout out to the Seattle Mariners. Number nine, got the San Diego Padres at 89-73. And running out of the top 10, the Philadelphia Phillies, third NL East team on the list at 87-75. So like I mentioned earlier, the MLB playoffs is off in full swing. Had a wild card round, already came. Uh, let's see the matchups we had with the St. Louis Cardinals against the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, the best out of three, MLB made the change this year. The wild card is no longer single elimination. Best out of three series this year. Added extra playoff team. Uh, Philly made quick work of the Cardinals, win the series two games to none. Then we had the New York Mets going out against the San Diego Padres in an upset. Uh, two games to one. Uh, the Padres definitely upset the Mets. The Mets had a great season, but came up short once again. Their fans used to the choking, though, so nothing new in New York. <laughs> then the American League side, we got the Cleveland Guardians against Tampa Bay Rays. Cleveland won that series two games to none. Then we had the Toronto Blue Jays and Seattle Mariners, best out of three. Seattle won. Two games to win. So, once again, they, first time in the playoffs in 20 years for the Mariners, but they moved on to face the Houston Astros. Uh, the Mariners and Astros played their first game yesterday. Jordan Alvarez hit a game with a walk-off homer for the Houston Astros. They're leading that series one game to none. Uh, then New York Yankees will take on the Cleveland Guardians. They won yesterday also. They got one game to none also in the ALDS. On the NL side, uh, my Braves fell to the Philadelphia Phillies yesterday. Final score of seven to six, down one game to none. Supposed to play again tonight in a weather delay right now, so I'll probably start from around seven thirty. Hoping get back on track, man. Come back from my uh, one game to none deficit. And the final series in the NLDS is the Los Angeles Dodgers and San Diego Padres. Dodgers leading that series one game to none right there, man. So a lot of great matchups so far. Uh, great MLB playoffs so far. I'm gonna get my World Series predictions. Not being a homer, but 
I think my Atlanta Braves are going to do it again, man. I'm going with the repeat for the first time in forever. I don't think the Yankees – the Yankees probably the last time to repeat, and it's been about 20 years since that happened. So I'm going to rematch from last year, Braves and Astros, man. Braves in six games once again. Let's get it. So you got your Braves doing it again, yeah, man, I think we're going to do it again. I, th- I think we, the most – outside of the Dodgers, probably the deepest team in the league with pitching, defense, and a, a consistent uh, lineup, man. One through nine, the Braves definitely had the deepest lineup in baseball. Michael Harris, young rookie phenom, giving us a boost. And Spencer Strider, one of the best young pitchers, giving us a boost on the mound too, man. So I'm going to ride my Braves, man. I'm confident in this. Uh, Dansby Swanson is the leader of the team right now at shortstop. It's going to be hard, though, because National League, you know, Joe, we're struggling with the Phillies right now. We get by them. You still got to worry about the Dodgers, of course. So it's going to be a grind to get to the World Series again. But I'm going to take the Braves once again, win the World Series in a rematch with the Houston Astros, man. So, yeah, I'm riding with my Braves. Let me ask you a random baseball question. Is Aaron Judge going to be a Yankee this year? I'm a, I'm going to limit and say no, he will not. Aaron Judge is definitely going to get the largest contract ever in baseball history, which I know they be giving out some crazy contracts in baseball. So I'm going to say he's not going to be a Yankee. He's from Cali. So I think he's actually going to go back home and play for one of the Californian teams, either the Dodgers or the San Francisco Giants. I'm going to say my prediction, he's going to sign with the San Francisco Giants, man. Probably break the contract record. So, yeah, he's going to be a Giant next year. That's my prediction. And what if it comes out that he be using steroids? <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, man, that was the most excited time in baseball, so I don't think a lot of people are going to be too mad. And for real, and sadly, it wouldn't be surprising. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprising, but it was the most exciting time, especially in the nineties. That's when the baseball was in that golden era with Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire, Alex Rodriguez, everybody going crazy, hitting like 50, 60 homers a year. But Ken Griffey Jr., probably the best baseball player ever, did not get caught up in any steroid use for real. So I forgot to mention Barry Mines too. Great song. But it wouldn't surprise me at all. I hope he cleaned though. He should be, hopefully, but wouldn't surprise me. So So it could be legitimate. They For can't real, okay. throw no dirt on his name. For real. Okay, he's, he's 62 homers in a year as well. And he a brother too, man. So I want I want the brother to be successful out there. I don't want any dirt on his name. Cause you know, they doing very dirty. It was like no Hall of Fame for you. And they said, nah. Right. I s I don't agree with that at all, because even if you're taking PEDs, it's still crazy what Barry Bonds did in his career. I think he's he still should be in the hall. I mean, he's one of the most exciting baseball players of all time. You don't have him in the hall. I mean they said, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. That's what that's what they say. For real. <laughs> but yeah, you know, baseball got them old heads, man. They're going to stick stick to their old rules, man. They ain't changing from nothing. So, sadly, we probably yeah, never see got, Barry Bonds and them in the hall. And most of their fans probably the founding fathers of the country. So, you know, you already know how they get down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Man, let, me, let me chill out, bro. Let me chill out, bro. <laughs> Appreciate the appreciate the baseball update, man. Jay taking us out to the diamond. We're gonna switch over to the gridiron, get get into the, the meat and potatoes of the episode, you feel me? We we gonna start off, you feel me? We're gonna let you rejoice. We're gonna talk about the Carolina Panthers getting rid of Matt Rule. They ruled Matt Rule out of Carolina, out of Charlotte, out of Bank of America. So Jay, I just want I just wanna see how you feeling, man. How, how you feeling? How you feeling? Man, you already know, man. I'm hyped. This this the best news that happened to me in years with the Panthers. It's about time. That's all I'm going to say. I'm glad David Tepper finally came to his senses. Matt Rule, I know he's a great guy. 
but he just won't cut out to be an NFL coach. I mean, we clearly saw that. Our team didn't progress whatsoever in his three years here. We actually got worse, I feel like, in his three years. We only won, I think, two games this whole time here when a team, opposing team scored 17-plus points against us, couldn't close out a game for nothing, couldn't get the quarterback position right, running a high school offense. Like, we just looking horrible out here, man. So it was time for a change. David Tepper was done for giving him a seven-year contract anyways, coming right out of college. But in Tepper's press conference, he looked like, you know, he admitted his mistakes and hopefully he learned from it. So we'll see. But I'm ecstatic, man. It needed to be changed. I'm glad we're giving it on the brother Steve Wilkes, um, the interim job. You know, he got a bad deal with the Cardinals there that one year. They had him there with Josh Rosen. I mean, and that trash roster, nobody won't win him with that team. He's a Charlotte native. He had his press conference yesterday. He already sound great, man. Like, I can tell he definitely not going to play around. This year is a lost season regardless, but just hope to see the guys just go out there and play hard the rest of the season. Well, losing closely, of course, so we can tank for CJ Stroud getting a number one pick. So, <laughs> but I, like I said, I'm just glad Matt Rule is gone, and I feel like every other Panthers fan is glad also, man. Like Stephen A. Smith said on um, first take last week, he was like, "Every every person in North Carolina ready for Matt Rule to be gone, man. They tired of him." He named out all the cities he was talking about in Burlington, Kernersville, Winston Salem, Greensboro. Baker's like, I know about North Carolina. <laughs> you in the Bible Belt? <laughs> exactly. Shout he out. Was, he was getting on Baker and Rude. Exactly, bro. Exactly. But I'm just happy. I think this is much needed, much fresh air, breath of fresh air for the um, Panthers Nation down here, man, because it's been some hard times. I feel like this this has just been a struggle for the last five years, man, just constant disappointment week after week after week. So hopefully we get in the right direction, man, make a, a great move, man, for our next head coach. But, yeah, I'm hyped about it. Man, it was, it was a long time coming, man. Apparently, y'all whole team about to be obliterated once this move done happened because I don't like it. But, you know, him and Baker, you feel me? They about to obliterate the whole team. Talking about teams acquiring for DJ Moore and C-Mac. I'm like, Baker come to the squad one year and DJ Moore, they talking about already getting rid of him, teams acquiring for him. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that's like that. That's crazy. Baker got his sixth coach in like five seasons, I think it was. Yep, something like that. I mean, coaches, it, it, it's one of those, but it, it's crazy. Like, I don't, how, how, before we uh, talk about who should replace Matt Rule, how you feel about that? Like, Matt Rule getting fired, and it's like your whole team probably about to be obliterated by next season, if that's the case. Man, I don't like it at all. I hope it's not true. Because I've seen a lot of credible people basically refute those um, allegations or whatever, man, that the players, Panthers players like DJ and C-Mac on the trade block. So we'll see. I think – I don't think we're too far off. I don't think we're bad enough where we got to tear it down because a lot of the talent on the team is still young enough, I feel like, and developing. So my, to me, I'm I'm keeping DJ Moore. I'm keeping Jeremy Chen. I'm keeping J.C. Horn. I'm keeping Derrick Brown. I'm keeping Icky. I'm keeping Brian Burns. Like, I'm not getting rid of those guys. Maybe C-Mac, potentially, because, I mean, we know how it is. We're in tearing the body. But even if we trade C-Mac, the way his contract is set up, we had to take, like, a $20 million cap hit, which wouldn't make sense for us at all. So I probably nah. would keep him also because, I mean, it's not worth getting rid of him because the the money hit we had to take by trading him to a better team. So to me, the best thing to do is just keep the young core intact. And just tank as hard as you can this year. Not tank, but play hard as you can. We're probably going to lose a lot of games. Just get the highest draft hit you can get. Just take a quarterback. Hopefully, 
uh, CJ Sherrill from Ohio State or Bryce Young from Bama and just continue to build. Because, I mean, if you get a young quarterback, you want to have him some weapons out there to throw with because you don't want him out there looking like Justin Fields or something out there with nobody to throw with. So we need to keep this young nucleus together, man. Don't tear it down. I, I completely agree with you, especially getting rid of your best receiver. Like, right. um, that wouldn't even make any sense. So we just signed to an extension. Like, that don't make sense at all. It is crazy. He only got, like, 200 yards in, like, six games. And he had three straight 1,000-yard seasons with two or three different quarterbacks he's played with. And that shows just how trash our quarterback position and play calling has been this year, man. Because DJ is a talented receiver. You throw him on any team with any decent receiver. You throw him with Tom Brady. You throw with Aaron Rodgers, you throw him with Patrick Mahomes, you throw him with Josh Allen. I guarantee you he'll probably be top five, top six in the league in receiving yards. Guaranteed. Yeah, for sure. I was about to say, but you already know what time it is in Carolina, man. It's Sam I am, Darnold time. <laughs> Boy, who would have thought that that midseason would be what like I'm saying. Throw Sam back y'all, out there. Who in the world would have thought? Y'all would be wanting Sam Darnold back out there. Who would have ever thought when last year y'all was burning him at the stake? Like, I man, get him <laughs> out of here. Now Baker come in with the, getting the passes batted down. He can't do nothing. Bruh. He look worse than Sam. He, he look worse than Sam behind the line, and it's kind of worse this year because you got a rookie left tackle. Bro, I'm I'm so disappointed in Baker. I can't even lie. The first couple of weeks I took up for him, cause I was like coming to a new system. You know, I gave him a little bit of time, but especially watching these last two games, the O line honestly hasn't been bad. Icky had the highest O line grade out of anybody in the whole NFL this past week. Baker has had plenty okay. of time to throw. The um, receivers, you've seen it on multiple plays. Like, they slow it down. Receivers are he getting open. open. And Baker's DJ just wide open. Wide open, bro. Baker can't hit him. Like, he hesitating, got happy feet out there, pump faking. I don't know what's wrong with Baker for real. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. He's always been like that, though. That's Thank the funniest you. part. I guess I ain't watched him close enough in Cleveland. I thought he can at least come out there and be average, which that's basically what we needed this year for somebody to be average for us to have a chance at being decent. But like I said, he had Nicholas Chubb on Nicholas Chubb on his team, my boy. You feel me? So he he ain't got a chance to you feel me? Like he got to be on a team where you got to respect the run because all they did was run and play action. So that's why it worked so well with him because you feel me. He rolling out. He already, he already out of the pocket. So you feel me? He got he gonna have time to throw it. But you don't have a you don't have a Nicholas Chubbington on your team to help him out. So it's, he gonna he definitely gonna struggle. That's why, and I think Mack will be running that RPO offense a lot too, man. So that's really not not adjusting to him because I remember McAdoo, before we got Baker. He was like he never really liked Baker. Baker didn't fit his scheme and all that. So I can definitely tell because. The scheme and Baker, I, mean, I don't know what it is, but it's it's way too much talent on this team offensively for us to look like the worst offensive team in the league right now. Like it, it just don't make sense whatsoever. I say now he in a walking boot, so PJ Walker scheduled to start this week. Not even mad about that for real. PJ isn't good, but at this point, I'm like, whatever, man. Just try something. It don't different. even matter. It don't even matter. Like, don't even. The season the is funny over. Thing is he point. might look better. That's the funny part. Exactly. Is that because PJ? Honestly, PJ has a strong arm. His decision making is just bad. Like he's not scared yeah. to throw the ball. He's not scared, but he's he's just if he can get his Which decision making right, he's gonna be a bad thing. Yeah. And at least PJ going to scramble. You know, he might can run for a couple first downs or something like that. You already know. He played like all the other black quarterbacks. You know, the first read ain't there. He going to get out there and run. <laughs> he going to take off. <laughs> so, we'll see. I'm just excited to see something different, a new coach, and a different quarterback out there, man. Even if we lose, I got something to 
at least look forward to this week because if it, Matt Rule was coaching and Baker was out there starting, I ain't gonna lie. I probably wouldn't even really want to watch the games coming up, man, for real. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. So speaking of coaches, man, who you think should replace Matt Rule in uh, Carolina? Man, my top options are Ken Dorsey, offense coordinator currently for the Buffalo Bills, used to be the quarterback coach for the Panthers when Cam was in his prime. Great ties to um, the Panthers already. I know Josh Allen's a great quarterback, but he's look, Dorsey's looking great so far his first year as the OC there in Buffalo. He's a young offensive mind, so definitely Ken Dorsey would be one of my options. I hate I hated this dude. I hate the Saints, but, bro, if we got a chance, I don't think we're going to get him, but we got a chance to get Sean Payton. Got to do it. I hate him, but I want to win more than anything else, so forget it. You know, Sean he Payton. going to Dallas. <laughs> he going to Dallas at the year. I don't know. You know how you Jerry might be fooled, man. Like, you know how Dallas is. They're going to keep winning enough regular season games, get into the wild card, and get disappointed again. Jerry going to be like, I'm still happy with McCarthy. That's the only thing that might keep Payton from going there because, you know, Jerry like to have a coach that he can control, and he ain't going to be able to control yeah. Sean Payton. He's not. It'll be another Jimmy Johnson situation. So the question is, where we we gonna get we gonna get into that later? Where, where Sean Payton might have a job yeah. at, since that's the case. But yeah, I don't, I don't think Payton is likely in Carolina. But like I said, if we had a chance at him, I wouldn't turn him down because he's a, he's proven to be a winner, and I just want to win it all costs. I take him. Also on my list, of course, I give Eric Bieniemy a look. OC for the Chiefs, Brian Leftwich, OC for the um, Tampa Bay Bucks, Raheem yeah, Morris. Yeah, so y'all can uh, run the ball on first down and play. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you keep, you kind of talking me out of it too because I'm like I haven't really seen him be successful without Brady either because you know Brady. That's what I'm saying. Like, we see who we see who really run the offense. Yeah. Like Brady be throwing the ball sixty times and Byron. I mean Brady love to run the ball, but it's like he ain't gonna try to do it on every first. You feel me? First down. You feel me? Like Byron be trying to do. It. Fact. So yeah, left which will probably be farther down the list. Also, well, my bad. You said Raheem Morris. Raheem Morris. Yeah, Cornell with the um, Rams under the Sean McVay tree. He he had one crack at it with the Bucks way back in the day as his head coach. wasn't that successful, but he's looked good with the uh, Rams last couple of years, so might be an option. And then D'Amico Ryan's the um, defensive coordinator from the Forty ers I mean, he he's looking great out there with the Forty ers I want an offensive minded coach, but we went defense. I'd definitely take him for sure. Mm-hmm. But I would definitely say Ken Dorsey, Sean Payton, my top two on my wish list for real. Cause I want to I want to. Offensive mind and coach for real, definitely because we always yeah, go like, defense. Always, you know, say so like Calhoun be saying this league, you need a you need an offensive minded coach because you see all the defensive minded coaches really ain't winning. You feel me? They not winning nothing. They not Vera, Dennis Allen, Bill Belichick. Like you feel me? They not really winning nothing. We look at the most recent Super Bowls. I feel like every Super Bowl, like the matchups, man, between offensive minded coaches for real over the last couple of years. Yeah, Bruce and Andy. You had uh, Shanahan and Andy. Sean McVay this past year. Yeah, I say McVay, even though it, McVay and Belichick, that was like one, the one outlier. Yeah. But it's because, you know, Belichick had Brady, so that's why it was that's outlier. different. Anytime you got yeah, Brady on your team, it's different. It don't really matter. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's an offensive amount of lead. Now, you need offense. You need a score. You need a good quarterback because if you don't have those two things now, it's, it's hard to win in the NFL for real. Yeah, so as we see, because it's like Brady says, a lot of bad football being played. <laughs> it is, yeah. This season is wild, man. Wow. I think Match that's a perfect... trash. Like, we going to get in there, but, man. I'm still enjoying the season. Need to slow down because we already on week six, but. 
Exactly, man. So speaking of um, the NFL season, I think it's a perfect time to uh, go ahead and transition into the Week Five recap. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was the great, great transition for the Week Five recap, man. We ain't even. That's really why we ain't really do an episode because it was that that week was, you know, what I'm saying it was, it was really, it was really trash. Very disappointing. That was week yeah, four. Like, this uh, week five was his previous week. No, I said week four was trash. Like the bit, I said the best thing about it was probably I'm scrolling right now. Probably the Bills and Ravens. That was the only great thing about week four. That was that was the only good thing about week four was Bills and Ravens. Yeah, literally the rest. Like <laughs> yeah, looking down the list, the rest of your games. Well, so yeah. we watched the Colts and Broncos, and that was that was a dumpster fire to watch, man. Let's ride, man. Let's ride. <laughs> right. That was the first game of um, week week five, yeah, actually. Week five. Yeah, I'm tripping. I was about to say, yeah, I, I pressed the wrong button, but yeah, everything else was trash. Like, Jets losing to the Steelers. That was, man. yeah, we, we just go to week five, bro, because week four was trash. But, yeah, let's start with week like five. We're going to. We're going to let Thursday night game. I ain't, yeah, I ain't, we can skip that. Yeah, it's not even worth it. Yeah, everybody know about it. It was trash. trash. One of the worst games ever. One even a touchdown was being <laughs> scored in that game. Like Not even not even worth discussing, honestly, man. So we're we just going to bypass that one. <laughs> yeah, we, let's just go go past that one, bro. Like, yeah, we're going to go back a couple on for real quick. 49ers, we don't talk about my Panthers enough. You know, we got a blip rate. That was Matt Rule's death sentence that game. So... <laughs> It is a route. We already know. We don't need to discuss that. It's the usual. You know, nothing surprising about that one. But I will stop on this one, though. The Giants beating the Packers. 4 and 1. The G Man, the G Man back, man. The worst 4 1 team of all time. Literally. I said that the other day. I was like, I can't think of another team that was worse than this that's 4 and 1. But once Aaron Rodgers went down, I already knew it was a wrap because, you know, he, he can't play well from behind. He trash. For real, man. For real, like I'm tired of hearing about Green Bay and Rodgers, man, getting taken seriously. They they not going anywhere once again. I mean, Brian Dable is the coach of the year so far. It's not even close either. Oh like, yeah, it's not, not even, even close. close. I already knew it was gonna be. I already knew it was a good pick. It was a steal. Like that, that was a steal. Exactly. Even though even though he's a de- he's a defensive minded coach, I don't know how he's getting this out of Daniel Jones being a defensive minded coach. Uh, it's crazy. He's like the one outlier of that too. Man, like outside of Saquon on his offense, there's really nobody out here that you can. Because Sterling sense. hurt, Tony hurt, Galladay is non-existent. <laughs> like when they like the game before that, I think they were playing the Titans. I think, yeah, I about to say they were. Uh, J- J- Daniel Jones got hurt, so they had Saquon out there, quarterback doing wildcat stuff. Crazy man, they're out here Shut running. Up. Who Shout these? out my boy Mari, man, the G, his G man back in four one. I feel I'm happy for him, man, because they ain't had a winning season since I don't know how long, and they said they ain't started four one since like 2009. Yeah, they was coming there and just completely changed that culture around. Because if this were the Giants last year, they'd definitely probably be zero five right now or one four for sure. They'd be one four because they would be the Panthers regardless. But they'll be one four right now with this team. They out here running receivers. Like Marcus Johnson, what's his name? Uh, Bellinger, Daniel Bellinger. I ain't ever heard of these. Dudes. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> Nobody has Richie James. <laughs> Richie, I heard Richie James. 
David Steele's like they they out here running yeah, receivers. He was, yeah, he was a he was the quarterback at West Virginia, wasn't he? At one I, time. I think that was him. I think I think that was him. Yeah, he said he went to West Virginia, so yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, I was, he was a quarterback for West Virginia, and I forgot what the team he played for. He was a receiver on. They out here winning games with this is their receiving core. Being it's the Rodgers. defense though. It's the defense though. They are they had a good defense for a while and with Brian Dable over there, it just makes it even better. You got Kayvon. I was say they got McKinney. They got they got a whole bunch of pieces on that on that defense. Fat shout out to their defense, but it's amazing they still scored twenty seven points though against Green Bay with this team. With it is though, with just Saquon. Yeah. Daniel Jones, he you know what I'm saying? I know he not as good, you feel me? I, I still I still somewhat like Danny Downs, you feel me? I, even though he went to Duke, you know, he like Colin Carroll said, he played like a quarterback that went to Duke. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry, i just never been a Daniel Jones fan. I'm still not, for real. <laughs> I'm not a Daniel Jones fan whatsoever. He looking better, but it's just like, I, I, he looking better, but we just still don't know yet. We right. still don't know yet. If the Giants got a chance to, to move off on this offseason and upgrade, they got to do it. I just, I'm just not a, a believer in Danny Dimes. Like, he's never going to be better than average to me. Yeah, I, 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 I kind of feel that too. Like, which is nothing wrong with being average as long as you're the best average. You feel me? Like, Matt Stafford and Derek Carr. Kirk Cousins. Like, there's a lot of guys hanging around the league being average. It's okay. Everybody can't be a superstar. Shout out to uh, Second Cousins and the Vikings 4 1. Yep, four and one, four and one. Thought Kevin O'Connell under the Rams tree. Yep, man, Bills thirty-eight to three over the Steelers. I'm not surprised about that one. Yeah, had them out there <laughs> looking like a pee wee team, like the actual pee wee Steelers, Snoot, like the Snoot you football league Steelers. That's what they were looking like. Hopefully, Still. they look like that when they play the Bucks in Week Six. So you oh, know, trust they get easy though. They will, bro. You have you seen this defense right now without TJ Watt? Tom Brady's going to shred that defense. Well, well, yeah, I about to say Mika got Mika got hold by Gabriel Davis. Yeah, he that, did. That was wild. Started off nine. It was like nine. I was about to say he started out the game ninety eight yards. Yep, you already knew it was a wrap from them. I was about to say ninety eight <laughs> yards. I think it was like first play. It was like the first play ninety eight yards or something like that. First series. Man, well, yeah, Mike Tomlin for sure about to have his first losing season. Still is one and four. They, they right up there with the Panthers and, and the Texans, man, vying for that number one draft pick in Detroit. Also, it's about time that mediocrity had to stop. You feel me? Finally had to have a losing season. It's like now, once he had a losing season, now people gonna be like, oh, Mike Tomlin on the hot seat. He done had a losing season now. <laughs> Honestly, I think this is the best thing that could have happened for the Steelers versus being another mediocre. 500 team just to lose in the first round of the playoffs. It's yeah. probably best for them to have one year where they just bottom out so they can get a top five draft pick, you know. So, this is probably best for them to be honest. But the thing is, they'll they'll draft, they won't draft linemen, you know, they still out here drafting receivers and stuff like that. Running back is like they need them for real. That's all they do is get skilled position players. You have to have a good QB and a solid O line to win in today's NFL, no way around it. I say what what game? I guess we can just shout out the Eagles being five and no, not really too much to say. Just don't choke against the Cowboys next week. That's all I ask, please. I ain't gonna lie, it might be it might be coming, bro. I'm I don't want to say it. Yeah, yeah I'm about to say, it, it happens. It happens every year. It's a big game though, but it it happens every year though. Every year, I'm already expecting the Cowboys. I mean, I hate to say it, but I, I just am. <laughs> Eleven from heaven, man. Eleven from heaven. Man, man, man. 
Let's see that. Shout out to the Cowgirls, though, beating the Rams, though. I'm not even mad they beat the Rams, though, because I'm still mad they beat Brady in the playoffs last year. So I'm not even mad that the Cowboys won the game. I'm not even mad. I am. Get the Cowboys. I never pulled for them. <laughs> I ain't pulled for them. I was just saying, you feel me? I ain't yeah. mad they beat the Rams. You feel me? I'm not mad they beat the California girls. You feel yeah. me? I'm not mad. Yeah, I know you got it because on the Brady situation, but me, I don't got nothing against. Well, I'm not a Rams fan, but I don't got nothing against them like you do because we haven't played them. So I, I kind of like know. the Rams. It's just, you know, yeah, after last year. It's just the they, Cowboys, they man. It's, like, it's got, like they can't win without Von Miller or something. Like, I don't know what it is. Like. Right. It's just we got to hit the Cowboys fans' mouths, bro. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't like Ram, If the Rams win, they don't have many fans, so it doesn't even matter anyways. True. They won a Super Bowl last year, and like you, you didn't see it celebrating on social media or nothing. They don't really have no fans. It really right won't though. Like it really <laughs> wanted all. It was just like, yeah, the Rams won. You feel me? It's cool. Everybody just went back to what they were doing. I, I really think the Rams the least, most least cared about Super Bowl champion of all time. Yeah, I mean nobody really cares. <laughs> like nobody, not for real. Nobody really cared for real. Like. <laughs> Because I don't even really think it was no real L.A. Rams fans, you feel me? Most of the fans was from St. Louis, you feel me? And L.A. already got so many teams just like, yeah, y'all just a secondary, even like a third-tier team to everybody. And most football fans in L.A. that's from L.A. like the, grew up like in the Raiders or the 49ers, most likely. So, they don't really care about the Rams. I want to shout out my <laughs> Pat Rice, man, not going down to one and four, shutting out. Shutting out the Lions, you feel me? Even though they they the worst defense. They had the highest scoring offense, you feel me? And we shut them out. You feel me? And, and Zappy, we trust. Shout out Bailey Zappy. Third string rookie quarterback went out there and did his thing. Yeah, my that was impressive. Sleeve, yeah, it was. My boy Red Sleeves Judon was a defensive player of the week for the AFC. So, yeah, shout out to him, too. Had, like, two sacks in the game. Yeah, shutting out Detroit offense, man. That's very, very impressive right there. At least y'all two and three, so y'all hanging on a little bit. <sighs> we still at the bottom of the division, though, bro. Like, the Jets is three and two, uh, bro. Like, it's us and the Dolphins down there. Like, it, it still hurt we still at the bottom of the division, but it's like, at least we ain't one and four. At least yeah. we ain't one and four. Right. And it's still early, too. I mean, y'all probably only, like, one game back of being from out of the cellar, so it's still early. Just got to keep yeah, say QB1 going to be back soon, though. Matt going to be back soon. <laughs> But I I'm, I gotta go ahead and get this before we talk about well, any other game you want to talk about before I talk about the Bucks and Falcons game. Uh, you can go ahead and talk about that one. Then we'll talk about the Bengals and Ravens and the Raiders and Chiefs still and wrap it up for the week. All right, that's a bit. So, man, you so we already know the the controversy surrounding the Bucks and uh, Falcons game. The the infamous roughing the passer call that everybody want to talk about. Yeah, it's trash. Having when Grady Jarrett, you feel me, tackled Tom Brady. I agree it was a bad call. You feel me? Like, but I said we'll take it. You feel me? They cheated him, but we'll take we we're gonna take the W regardless. You feel me? 11 0 against the Falcons, you feel me? That's that's what we do. But what I didn't like was, you feel me, how everybody just made it seem like it was my boy Tom fault. Like, he got Emmanuel Acho out here talking about don't ref the game for him different because he's 45. He chose to play till 45. Like, we ain't seen some of the softest calls, roughing the passer calls before this one. Like, everybody was on my man's sack. Like, just, just, you, you got to hop off. Like, like a couple series before, they called a, a pa- uh, roughing the pass on Vita Vea where he literally just bumped Mariota and he fell to the ground after he threw the ball. But nobody didn't want to talk about that one. I ain't going to lie. It, it, really, it really pissed me off. Like, I, I, won't, I won't mess with that like it was my boy fault. Like, 
I, yeah, man, man, Jay, you can go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna come back here. All right. I think it just looked bad because, it, because the refs is like when it happened, they weren't calling nothing at first. Then when Brady got up and, and started looking at the ref, what's his name? Uh, I forgot his name, but he always be calling the games. And he looked I think at him they said for, Jerome Booger. Yeah, I Jerome think, Booger. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. When Brady started looking at him like you ain't gonna call that. That's when he like, oh shoot. Brady saying something, so I'm about to call it. Because at first, he wasn't about to call anything. I was watching it live. They weren't about to call him that. And then when Brady got to say something, that's when all of a sudden, he changed his tune and threw something. That's why I think people were pissed off because um it just made it look bad because he he waited after Brady looked at him and said something to make the rough and the passer call. So I think that's why people probably pissed about that. And then it is terrible. The NFL just got to do something about this calling in general, though, man. It, it, it's just terrible. How you supposed to tackle the quarterback? I don't understand it. Like, I'm so lost with the rule. At this point, like they said, Stephen Smith, somebody said, you might as well let the quarterbacks be out there with the red judges on, man, and, like, pull the flags because you, you really can't tackle them anyway no more. But but then everybody <coughs> out there to say it look bad, you feel me? Y'all know who it is. It's Big 12, Big TB, Big Tom Brady, you feel me? We can do what we want to do. All right, everybody out there hating Complaining about the call. We can do what we want to do. We can complain. You can do that when you got seven of them. I don't care what nobody say. That look, I'm you know I'm a, I'm a ride for my boy, you feel me? But you feel me? Everybody get get off my boy's set, you feel me? Start here. Shannon Sharma. I knew what was good. What's good? <laughs> oh no, like you said, you're right. You admit it though. Like, it is he deserves it, but it is it's the superstar treatment. Just like LeBron getting the NBA. Like there's somebody in every league that get it. It is a superstar treatment for real. So I think people I just was, <laughs> I was just mad because I'm like, bro, y'all talking about this one. Didn't talk about the one because that Vita Vea uh, roughing the passer literally got them some points out of that position because if it weren't for that, they won't get no points out of that position. But when, when, when Brady, you feel me, get the call, you feel me, it's a problem. You feel me? It, we, we've seen so we've seen worse than that. Like, we just saw one. We're going to talk about it in the Chiefs and uh, Raiders game Monday. But it's like we've seen more worse before this one that just happened in that game. But it's just because it's time, you know, everybody want to talk about it, you feel me? But, like, ho- just hop off, bro. Like, I'm not, I ain't want to get too animated, you feel me? But you ju- just hop off. We still caught the dub three and two. Shout out Leonard Fournette, Lombardi Lenny, you feel me? Led the uh, team in receptions, 10 receptions, 83 yards and a touchdown. Also had a tutty on the ground. You feel me? We we on the we on the Pittsburgh. We on the Pittsburgh. We ain't worried about y'all no more. <laughs> Everybody was just Shannon. I knew Shannon Sharp was going. I was just happy that happened because you know I knew Shannon was going to find some way to hate you. I mean, he love hating on Brady. You feel me? But <laughs> like I said, on the Pittsburgh, we ain't worried about y'all. <laughs> Your master is spoken, man. Bet. Well, we'll move on then to the the Sunday night game, which was a great one. Always great when um that division played each other, man. The Bengals and Ravens went down to the yeah, wire. It was a great game. Great game. Yeah, very great game. Baltimore won it nineteen to seventeen. Let's see what happened. Yeah, Mark Andrews did his thing, eight catches for eighty nine yards and a tutty. Joe Burrow had twenty four for thirty five two seventeen, one touchdown, one interception. So, what's your takeaways from this game? It's gonna go. The division gonna come down uh, to them uh, week the last week of the season. Yep, we already week seventeen. It's gonna week seventeen is gonna come down to them at the end of the season. Yep, and that and that's gonna be. Another game of the year candidate. This division do it every year. I feel like it comes down to the last week every year in this division. Like, it never fails. I was about to say, because it was the Browns and Steelers one year, and then they played each other in the playoffs. Yep. That's the year Baker got that win. <laughs> the first yeah, win the Browns was, got in the playoffs and fell. Yeah, see, see where that got them. But, yeah. Exactly. That was, 
But yeah, Joe Burrow and Lamar, you feel me? They they looked human in this game, but yeah, Lamar missed a lot of throws. I ain't gonna lie, he could he missed two wide open touchdowns. Should have hit him. Probably could have got worse. Yep. I say, but they just couldn't stop the run. Like the Bengals just couldn't stop. Well, they were doing a good. They were going doing good handling Lamar. They kept him in check. He had tw- he still had twelve carries for fifty eight yards. He led the team in rushes. So they they kept the run game in check. I just don't. The offense just wasn't doing uh, picking up. They ended the bargain. Yeah, at all. They weren't at all. They really missed T Higgins too. Yeah, they did because you know Jamar Jamar Chase gonna get triple covered. The whole game, because Hayden Hurst led the team with receptions, six receptions, 53 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, and then Tyler Boyd only had three catches of 32 yards. Even P. Ryan had more catches than Tyler Boyd did. I feel like, yeah, P. Ryan be getting a lot of snaps. But, um, as usual, Justin Tucker doing Justin Tucker things. I mean, it's nothing new. Ligatron. Is it? As soon as they got in the field goal range, you already knew it was over with. Like, it's a you wrap. You already knew it was over. You already knew it was over with. They must have started walking off the field. Justin Tucker ain't missing. For real, though. Don't <laughs> even, like, just put the points on the board. Just triple, no, don't even put the triple zeros on the clock. Just just put the points on the board. Everybody just walk through the middle of the field. Tucker's a goat. Tucker and Vinny Terry, two best kickers of all time, man. No discussion. And Justin Tucker might be better. I think he is. I ain't going to lie. Vinny Terry had more big moments, of course, because he been in the Super Bowl more. But Tucker, I'd take Tucker for real. Like, on my team for real. Yeah, Tucker's just a goat. He's like a robot. It's crazy. Automatic. I was saying that uh, the pre- the post-game press conference, he was like, uh, you know, I didn't have a good warm-up, but, you know, it did what he had to do in the, in the end. That's what I'm saying. Bro's a robot, man. It's crazy. He ain't, he ain't gonna miss. But, yeah, that was a, that was a great game. I, I, I think I watched, yeah, I literally watched the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Even though they both, they both threw some, some wild interceptions, it was... It was just because it was a it was a good division game. Oh yeah, you are when you see these games on the schedule like this, you already know they're gonna be good. So I already I already had planned to watch this whole game because it was gonna go down to the wire regardless either way. Speaking of another division game, Monday night, Chiefs and Raiders had a wild ending. <laughs> fourth came down to a fourth down where. Devonte Adams and Hunter, uh, yeah, Hunter Renfro literally collided with each other. <laughs> one of them was gonna be one of them was gonna be wide open on that exactly. play, and they were gonna, like the Raiders. The Raiders was gonna win that game. Like I thought the Raiders when they got the ball back, I was like they're about to win this game. But in typical Raiders fashion, they found a way to blow it at the end. That's what they've been doing all year. Go down to one and four, man. One and four. Them, the Raiders and the Broncos, the two most disappointing teams in the league right now. The Rams also in but. the same division. <laughs> yep, one and four. And we thought this was going to be the best division in football. <laughs> and the Chiefs about to run away with it once again. <laughs> How you got the NFC East looking better than your division? <sighs> Crazy. That's why I said in the beginning, bro, I was like, and the Chiefs is going to cheap, keep on chiefing, man. I told you they were going to win the division hand, handedly. That's why on paper, man, don't mean that. You got to go out there and play the games for real and see some results. But, yeah, that, that catch before that fourth down, man, where Vontae – he got inbounds, but he didn't have possession of it. Like when he got finally got possession of it, he was out of bounds. But before he had possession possession of the ball, he had to, he had hit the toe tap. Right, right, right. And then the crazy thing after that game too, Vontae. Uh, yeah, he got man, he dude. got charged with misdemeanor assault for pushing yep. the cameraman that walked in front of him. <laughs> like now he got a misdemeanor on his record, like. That's ridiculous, yo. Of course, he shouldn't have pushed them, but it's right. like you just walked in front of, like you just walked in front of them, like you don't see them walking out the field through the tunnel, like, like he about to get some bread. 
It's it's that's that's tragic. Yep. He definitely about to get paid for that, no doubt, no doubt. That's like Vontae, he just gotta be smarter, man. I know it's hard to control your emotions in that situation, but if you push him, nothing good is gonna happen out of there for you, like nothing. And he said he didn't even see him. He just popped up on him. He just pushed him. Like it was it was a reaction. Now he now he got it. Now he getting charged with a misdemeanor. Like Right. He about to come up off some money, man, for real. But it's, it's crazy. Off, but... How, it's crazy how they did win this game. Josh Jacobs ran for 21 carries, 154 yards, and Vontae had three receptions for 124. Still lost. Because they gave up four touchdowns to Travis Kelsey, who only had 25 receiving yards. Did. He only had twenty five, had four touchdowns. That's crazy. I'm still, I'm, I'm not hating. I'm still not saying he better than Grunt just because he got to win more. But like, he, he, he definitely, he definitely about to be there. Like, I ain't, I ain't even going. I'm not even hating. Like, and that's not no disrespect to Grunt. Where Kelsey is like but, that offensively. He's is, not though, a blocker. I just know why people, people be disrespecting Grunt. Like, he did. He don't be doing the same things Kelsey be doing. He just don't be having the, the receiving yards. But like. You literally look at Kelsey and Grunt highlights side by side. They're literally doing the same thing. Yeah, they besides they, the blocking, they close, man. Like all the time when Kelsey careers are all finished and done. Yeah, they're gonna be close, like for real. They they both great. I mean, they yeah, probably gonna, they're gonna go down as the two best offensive tight ends of all time. I mean, they gonna go down as the two best of all time. Like yeah. I don't even think it's even gonna come close. It's not unless Kyle unless Kyle Pitts just somehow just start going crazy in his career. Which right now he got a long way to go for real. He disappointed so far this year, but look, man, the coach said we trying to win games, not get fantasy points. Well, look for for them to win games in real life. Why don't you use your best receiving weapon? Who said it's a generational tight end? They did say that. They did say that. I mean, make it make sense though. You do, you do, you you definitely gotta make it make sense. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I don't get it. I don't get these coaches here. But yeah, man, another great battle there. Do you agree with with McDaniel's going for for two there instead of kicking the field goal? That's your point to tie it up. In a way, yes, because it's the Chiefs. But it's like you take you got to take the points. You got to take you got to take the points just so they they have to come down and actually score and probably you feel me tie it up or go for two themselves. You feel me? But I, I get it because it's the Chiefs though. But at the same time, it's like forget the analytics, take the points. Yeah, you gotta take the points. With four minutes and some change left on the clock, you gotta take the points for real. You gotta you gotta be a little safe right there and just just try and to. And you tie got the ball back too. Exactly. That's why I mean, Daniels, he's just over overthinking, man. Like I don't know. The, the Raiders shouldn't be one to four right now. Too much talent on that team. Little stuff like that been killing them all year. And we can we can hit I guess we can hit on the week six now. All right, yeah, week six. We're not talking about. We're not talking about the Thursday. We're not talking about. Thursday oh yeah, night. we skipping right over. I really refuse. <laughs> Commanders we Bears right refuse. <laughs> I'm not talking about it. Thursday yeah. night has been abysmal. <laughs> yeah, man, they got to do better these Thursday night games for real. I'm glad I ain't wasting my money getting Amazon Prime for this mess because I sure ain't paying for it now with these trash matchups. I continue to catch these games on the streams, <laughs> even if I, even if I decide to turn it on. Yeah, it's not worth paying no extra money for. I know that. But um, moving on, the Sunday games, Panthers, Rams, 49ers, Falcons, Patriots and Browns, Jets and Packers, Jazz and Colts, Vikings and Dolphins, Bengals and Saints, Ravens and Giants, and the Bucks and Steelers wrapping up the 1 o'clock slots. Then the 4 o'clock slots, we got the Cardinals and Seahawks, the game of the day for sure. 
425, Buffalo and Kansas City. Rematch. Yep. Then, of course, Sunday night game, we got the old rivalry, the Cowgirls against the Eagles. And Monday night, we got Denver and the Chargers, man. So, what, what games stand out to you the most for um, week six? Bills and Chiefs, for sure. That's, like, the only one. I mean, of course, you got the Cowboys and Eagles, but we see that every year. So. Exactly. But there's a lot of implications on the line, though. So, I mean, that you can say that one, too. But it's just Bills and Chiefs. Rematch, see if uh, Josh Allen can finally beat Mahomes. If not, I don't, if not, they not they not going to the bowl. If they don't beat them in this game, they not going to the bowl. I, I'm saying that right now. If the Bills don't beat the Chiefs in this regular season game, them Super Bowl dreams might be down down the drain already. Yeah, I think this is definitely going to be big for the Bills with, with their confidence for real. They need, to, they need to at least see themselves being able to beat Kansas City, even if it's a regular season game. So this is definitely big for, for Buffalo. Um, that game I'm ready for. I, I wish it was the Sunday I wish night it was game, a Sunday or Monday night. Oh, game. Monday, yeah. Honestly, I already knew they're gonna put the Cowboys and Eagles on Sunday, so they should just put this on this Monday night game for real. Yeah, you can you can switch the Broncos and Chargers, bro. Everybody want to see that now. Man, talk about the Broncos though, man. They they so disappointing. Let's ride, <laughs> man. Let's ride, Broncos country. Let's bro. ride. <laughs> What's wrong with it, man? You think it's Nathaniel? Well, he said that after that press conference, but no, nah, but when he said that after that press conference, he was like, "No, I got to play better." You know, two interceptions can't happen. Then he gonna say, "Uh," he said, but he said it. He said it into the mic. He said Broncos country. You walk. He walked off. You hear him. You hear him. You hear him like going past the mic, like walking away. He's like, "Let's ride." He's <laughs> like, "Bro, you literally just said that after what just happened." That's why people think he fake and stuff anyway, because they like he not genuine. He always gonna be the same person. Like talk the same. He, I don't know. I feel like Russ the most hated player in the NFL right now. Everybody been going in on him. Yeah, but he is like he a good dude though. But I guess it, people know the real him. I guess I don't know. But when it come to him and Hackett, man, they both the problem. You can't even put it all on Hackett. They both the problem. Exactly, because Russ read that last play. Um, last week he had um KJ Hamlin wide open. Threw his helmet down and everything. He said, I could have walked in. So he showed up as quarterback, so you ain't never supposed to do it. Exactly. Russell well, O'Keefe been regressing for the last couple of years, though. People ain't really been noticing, but he has kind of been regressing for the last two or three years. I say, like Colin said, he ain't got his deep ball no more. Nope. And he don't run as much anymore, either. I probably wouldn't, either, even though that's a big part. But I say, it's also the offense, you feel me? They don't try to... Move the pocket around for them, like have them do rollouts. Like they don't, like they don't do none of that. Nope, they make them like a pocket passer for real. And he's that's not what he's not that at all. At all, that's why I think Hackett. He's he's gonna be gone after this year. And he still got Fumble Gordon out there. They might as well let Mike Boone be running back one. Uh, Fumble Gordon got to have something on somebody in that organization. There's no way possible he should be on the NFL team. He literally fumbles the ball every single week. I still, I still can't believe he had the nerve to be looking like Russ like he did when they was on the bench. He like, bro, you, you out of air. It's like the way they caught the pictures. Like, bro, you out of everybody out have of some players. nerve to be looking at Russ like that. Like, you out of all people. Like, I can see if it were Corey. If, anything, if anything, he should be. Look, if anything, he should be looking at you like that. Like, exactly. Cause shoot, he ain't helping the cause this year whatsoever. He ain't helping. He ain't helping nothing. He just helping the other team. Right. Yeah, well, Denver, a sleeper game might be Jets and Packers, though. Yeah, that definitely is a sleeper game. The Jets is a low-key. It's, it's a big game for the Jets. It's a big game. Yep. If the Jets win this game and go 4-2, I'm going to be like, okay, they're, they're a little serious I'm gonna this be, year. I'm going to be like, yo, this is, that's crazy. Yeah. 
That little series. But the, thing, but the thing is, I've been calling it before Brady even left that the AFC East was going to end up being a beast, and it was, even though two in the Dolphins and they whole situation is it became a beast, and I called it like three, four years ago. Yeah, looking good right now. Looking good. The Jets low key one of the most exciting teams watching the league right now. Brees Hall putting in work for my fantasy team right now. So shout out to Brees Hall. Garrett Wilson. Zach Wilson back now. They got Corey Davis. Elijah Moore. Like the Jets, they got they got a lot of good starting weapons on that team. Sauce Gardner. Carl is Carl Lawson. He out, ain't he? He towards I think he out. Yeah. But then they get I feel I feel like they got a well yeah, they got Sauce Gardner. I don't say they got a I don't know I don't know what it is. Robert Sala out there doing his thing though. Yeah, so yeah, that game is definitely gonna be it's probably gonna be the best out of the one o'clock slot games for real. Ravens and Giants might be too. Yeah, yeah. Sleep, another sleeper game. Yep. If Tua was playing, the, the Dolphins and Vikings would be real good, probably. Yeah, it that'll definitely be good. I ain't gonna lie. I know it ain't really an exciting game, but Patriots and Browns. I'm scared of Nick Chubb. I ain't gonna lie. I'm scared. I'm Man, scared. that Patriots Browns game. It's about to be so many rushing yards for both teams because both teams love to run the ball. <laughs> I say my boy uh, Damian Harris, his hamstring, you feel me, hurt. So, I hopefully, I ain't, he probably ain't gonna be back, but hopefully, we have him and Ramondre. Cause, like I said, we got the best, we got the best running back tandem in the league, though, with him and Ramondre. Damian and Ramondre, we got the best running back tandem in the league. And that's a fact. Oh, young master making the, the facts right here. The Patriots got the best running back tandem in the league. It's, it's been, I, I said that last year. I was like, we, we definitely got the best running back tandem in the league. You don't have two running backs running like that. Yeah, people would say the 49ers, but I'm saying I, I still don't, man. The, the, the running back for the 49ers not running like Damian Ramondre every play. It's a fact. Who who would be the team that you might put in discussion? Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt? It's Kareem Hunt don't be getting the same carries as Nick Chubb. That's why I I don't say that. But if they, if he if they got the same amount of carries, yeah. I feel like talent wise, if yeah, Kareem got the carries, I feel like they'll probably be number one just because Nick Chubb is to me far and away the best running back out of the four. Oh yeah, of course. That's that's my boy right there, Nick, Nick Chubb. That's my dog. But yeah, hopefully Bucks and Steelers. My boy Brady, you feel me? Have another bounce back game. Defense, defense, show back up because they was letting Mario to do it to him just a, just a little bit. I I won't liking that at all either. But we'll see. But other than that, we're not talking about Jaguars, Colts, division trash, Bengals, Saints. Nah. Yeah, yeah. Week week six looking very promising. I say, I say, hopefully the boys can get together and watch some games this weekend. If not, we 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 gonna find we gonna find some way to do it. Yeah, so week six, man, we we'll be back with y'all to recap it on the next episode. But um, I guess it's time for the fantasy minute. Um, both my teams were able to speak out wins this past week. Must be nice. <laughs> Must be nice. I took two L's once again. Yeah, man. I I, I hate it for you for real. I really do. I say because I'm out of the running in the ESPN league. That's a wrap. Yeah, it's probably a wrap. It's a wrap. Yeah, it's a wrap. Other league, (laughs) other league. I'm like two and three. So you still still got a chance. Yeah, and that one is not. It's not bad. But the ESPN joint, bro. I'm just trying not to be last. I'm just. I I don't know what it is. Like I don't understand it. I really don't. I don't, I don't know what it is, bro. But. Bad luck, man. Bad luck. That's what fantasy is about. Your players staying healthy and having good luck for real. But, man, I was able to squeak out and win. Jordan, of course, I played Jordan this week in the ESPN League. 
he had Russ basically screw him over the jump, but let's my team, <laughs> right? Let's run. My team, Jordan Wilson. my team dropped 154 points, I think, this week. I needed every bit of them. I was up by literally like 50, 60 points going into Monday night. And Kelsey, of course, went off, and Josh Jacobs went off too. So, boy, Russ was yeah, he had both of them, didn't he? Yeah, he had both. So, he literally made a run at it. So, if Russ would have did anything average for him on Thursday, I probably would have lost even with scoring 154 points, which would have been crazy. Every time he and Jordan played, it's going to be like, close. He only gave him like. Not even four points, five points. He didn't even give him five points. I think he gave him nine, surprisingly, some way, somehow. But that's still terrible nine. for a quarterback. I would say that's surprising. Nine. He was terrible. Right. Some way, somehow, he got nine points still. But able to squeak out a win. I'm four and one now. Went back ahead of TJ in first place on my side of the division. Then in the Yahoo League, I'm still undefeated five and no. Some way, somehow. Just got to keep trucking along. Got to continue to stay humble because fantasy will humble you at any moment. So got to stay humble out here. Just hope my team continue with the success going forward. Now I'm going to get into the um, ad drop start set for this week. Um, my ad list, the first one I got is running back Kenneth Walker. Jordan stolen from me. It's okay. In the waiver wire process, he was ahead of me. I really wanted him, but it's all good. Well, yeah, he, I always going at it about something. I swear, bro. Jordan and Brian be, yeah, all my waiver wire pickups, man. It's all good, though. Kenneth was only under 47.5% of ESPN leads, but now it's almost 80% because obviously Rashad Penny's out for the year. So Kenneth Walker is a legitimate, probably bell cow running back there in Seattle now. Number two, uh, also staying with Seattle quarterback, surprisingly, Geno Smith, man. So if you need a quarterback help, I couldn't believe I'm saying this at the beginning of the year. I would have never thought I'd say pick up Geno Smith for fantasy, but hey, Geno's been consistent all year. He was only under 32.2% of ESPN leads. He's averaging 19.6 fantasy points per game. And he's had three consecutive games with multiple passing touchdowns. So, Geno is looking great out there in that offense. I mean, shout out to Geno. Third tight end, Taysom Hill, was only on 11.8% of ESPN leads. This past week, he had 100 rushing yards, three touchdowns, and a passing touchdown. So, Taysom Hill just out there doing crazy Taysom Hill things, man, as well. And my last ad for the week is wide receiver Michael Gallup for the Cowboys. Only 51% of ESPN leads. Uh, his targets are definitely going up. And then with that returning soon, he's definitely going to get a lot of more passes thrown his way, man. So you need receiver help. Pick up Michael Gallup. Only got one drop this week. That's running back Rashad Penny from the Seahawks. Obviously, he's done for the year. I start for this week. Running back Brees Hall for the Packers. Brees Hall is going crazy right now. He's looking to be one of the best ascending young running backs in the league. So definitely start Brees Hall if you got him, because I'm sure we're going to start him. Then I got another running back, Raheem Mostert versus the Vikings. Uh, he's definitely looking like the lead back there in Miami. So go ahead and start him at running back. Mentioned him earlier, Geno Smith versus the Cardinals, and Kirk Cousins versus the Dolphins. My six for this week. Yeah, you got to do it, man. I think you might, if you got a better option, you finally might have to sit Russ. We done seen it too many weeks in a row. Him and that offense, that's not gelling, man. So definitely sit Russ right there against the Chargers. He's really not helping anybody in fantasy. And sit Antonio Gibson, running back for the Washington Commanders versus the Bears, man, with um, Robinson coming back also. And he's just not getting as many carries, so. That's this week's ad drop starts in, man, for the fancy minute. Yes, I ain't got nothing to say. I'm trash, so I ain't got <laughs> nothing to say. New Tampa Patriots and certified lover boys, man. Well, all we can do is just pray at this point. Yep, man. Prayers up, man, for all our fantasy teams out here, man. We're going to keep chugging through the season, though, see what happens. <laughs> but that's another rendition of the fantasy minute. We'll be back with another segment for that on the next episode. 
All right, we went we in the home stretch of the episode now with the eyes on NC, dog of the week, MVP, and final thoughts. Before you do the eyes on NC, I, mm-hmm. I had figured it out who you because I remember you said you left me on a cliffhanger about who it was, and I was like, bro, when I seen it, I was like, you had told me that before, and I had just forgot about it. But yep, <laughs> yeah, you got, got my dog here this week, man. Got my dog here this week. <laughs> yep, I left your mess on a cliffhanger the last episode, said it was somebody from um. One of his favorite teams, man. He probably won't be able to guess it. That he was from North Carolina, which is wow. I ain't know it either until I researched it. Um, the kicker for the Tampa Bay Bucks, Ryan Suckup from Hickory, North Carolina, dog. That's crazy. I just found out he was from North Carolina as well, though. But he attended Hickory High School, where he was a four-time all-conference and two-time all-state performer. And he also was named a three-time conference special teams player of the year. He also played soccer there, where he was a three-time all-state selection. He was ranked as the fourth best kicker in the nation. He attended the University of South Carolina, where he had 251 career points there, which ranks 10th all time. He was drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs with the final selection, 256 overall in the 2009 NFL draft, which makes him Mr. Irrelevant as they call it in the football world, which is the person that's drafted last in the NFL draft. He played with the Chiefs and Titans until signing with the Bucks in 2020. And of course, won Super Bowl 55 with the Bucks, becoming First, Mr. Irrelevant to play and win the Super Bowl as an added player. So, yeah, shout out to Ryan Sucker, man. I know young master like him, man, he's a kicker for the Bucks, man. Hickory, North Carolina. Shout out. My, my dog, Ryan Suckerman, you feel me? <laughs> <laughs> that's a wild name, but that's what I call him. We're not even going to speak on that. My dog, Ryan, my boy, dog, my dog, Ryan Suckerman, man. Anybody that's on the team with Brady, you know, man, if you're the kicker, it don't matter what position you play, I'm going to mess with you. I'm going to mess with you the long way, you feel me? So, shout out my boy, Ryan Suckerman, holding it down. <laughs> Brady, these past two two years, you feel me? We past two three years, but we appreciate you. Yes, NC sir. putting on, appreciate it. Sure, Ryan, suck up this week's eyes on NC player spotlight. All right, dog of the week. I think we got uh, two separate dogs a week this week. We had a couple good performances around the National Football League this past weekend. I'm gonna go with mine. I'm gonna go with Josh Allen. Went absolutely crazy against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Definitely looking like the favorite or one of the top favorites for MVP this year. Uh, he he definitely did work because my fantasy team he carried me this week. I uh, basically he he did he had twenty for thirty one passing, four hundred twenty four yards, four touchdowns. Then he had five carries for forty two yards, and he basically did all this without playing in the fourth quarter, which is wild. And the Bills won thirty eight three over the Steelers. Absolutely dominant performance by Josh Allen, my dog of the week. Yeah. Shout out Jay, Josh Allen. But you know, my dog of the week comes from the New Orleans Aints, you know, a team that we kind of both dislike. You know, I he he dislike him more than me. But yeah. you know, I, I got I got a disdain for him too. But Taysom Hill this week, man, he put on an absolute show against the Seattle Seahawks. A man had nine carries for 112 yards and had three touchdowns on the ground. Also had a passing touchdown, which gave him a total of four total touchdowns. But like uh, it was like he had a total of like 130 something yards, man. But the Swiss Army knife, man, he deserved to get paid. Not like a quarterback, but he deserved. To, he got paid like a quarterback, but he he deserved to get paid. But not just like one of them. But right, uh, Taysom Hill, man, just just went crazy, bro. My, he's my dog of the week this week. Josh and they Allen. pulled out the door. Yep, over the Seahawks. So yeah, Josh Allen, Taysom Hill, y'all are dogs of the week. All right, man, so we time for another MVP segment. Young Master has something for us this week, man. What you got for us with MVP? I, I finally got 
You feel me? DJ Young Mass on the ones and twos. You already know who it is. We back. Most valuable playlist, MVP. Finally got an official one for y'all. You know, I've been I've been BSing. My apologies, you feel me? I finally got some music for y'all to listen to. I'm a, I guess I will start off, you feel me, with uh, Baby Smooth, another uh, Michigan Detroit artist that you know that I, that I like. Dropped a tape called I'm Serious Too. We got a song over there called Tim and Ginobili, and if you know me, you know I like Manu Ginobili and Tim Duncan, you feel me, Big Spurs, you feel me, Tim Duncan, like one of my, if not my favorite player, him and Dirt. But he got 22 tracks on the tape, man. My boy, Baby Smooth, franchise, he the franchise, franchise forever, forever franchise. But yeah, my favorite tracks, I feel you got Tim and Ginobili, I Drink, I Smoke, Muffin Man, First Date, Forever Franchise, Hustler Music, and Franchise Forever. But yeah, Baby Smooth, I'm still, I said, I'm still, I'm still serious too. Go, go cop that, go listen to that Baby Smooth. Next, we got, uh, G Herbo, Swervo, Lil Herb, whatever you want to call them. Feel with Survivor's Remorse. It's actually a double album, A side and a B side. It's, it's actually, a, it's really, it's a really good album. From the A side, I really like a lot of songs from the A side. The first song, If With Me, he got his son, Yo Son, on it. Two flashbacks featuring Jeremiah. They uh, sample, actually, sample Kanye West flashing lights over there, which is pretty good. My favorite song off the A side. My my favorite song of the whole album, A featuring Offset, very catchy song. Uh, Blues featuring Future, Four Minutes of Hell Part Six. He got that little series on his album, Four Minutes of Hell, where he just be rapping basically for four minutes, hence the name Four Minutes of Hell. Uh, Pay, he got his 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 uh baby boy Essex on that one. Pay. Uh, that's on That's the songs I like on the A side. On the B side, we got History. The songs I like History. Change gunshots, uh, breeze slow with young thug, free, free, free thug. You feel me? Uh, what else? And a uh, letter to juice world on the is the last song on the B side. Letter to juice, it was an incredible song, very emotional song. RIP juice world. He was really just after a while on the song, he was just really talking about how he how he met juice, how juice impacted his life, how like his death impacted his life. But it was it's a real, it gets real emotional at the end. But your letter to juice. Last song on the B side of the album, but yeah, G Herbo Survivor Remorse. Definitely go cop that and listen to that. And last but not least, I have it's not not the Migos. Uh, sadly, we probably won't get no more Migos albums. You feel me? RP Migos. We got Quavo and Takeoff with only built for Infinity Links. But yeah, the only built for Infinity Links, man. Great album in my opinion. Songs I like up there are uh, bars into captions where they sample uh, So Fresh So Clean by Outkast, Atlanta Legendary Group, and of course Migos, Atlanta Legendary Group. So it just made sense for them to sample that. And they really killed it for real. And honestly, take off established why he might really be the best rapper in the Migos. Was the best rapper in the Migos. And we got uh, Bad, uh, not Bad to the Bone, but To the Bone featuring NBA Youngboy. Might be my favorite song on there. See about it. Feature well not feature but DJ Mustard produced C about it and uh Messi angle out where he talked about uh Sweetie cheating on him with uh potentially little baby it was a, that was a great song well yeah Migos when well, I keep saying Migos it, it, it's 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 hard bro they they've been together for so long but Quavo and Takeoff only built for Infinity Links definitely go cop and listen to that too 
So yeah, MVP suggestions for this week. Baby Smooth, I'm Still Serious 2, G Herbo, Survivor Remorse, Double Album, A-Side and B-Side. Make sure to listen to both of those. And Quavo and Takeoff, Only Built for Infinity Links. You already know who it is. DJMS on the ones and twos. Another MVP segment, man. We out this thing. You feel me? Yes, sir. You played some of that Quavo and Takeoff. Uh, we came back from Raleigh last week. It didn't sound too bad. Yeah, I- yeah, well, I say it, it. It definitely ain't sound too bad. I, I rock with it for sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, I went steer y'all wrong. Oh yeah, for sure. Hey, that's another edition of MVP, man. Young master, y'all go ahead and check everything out that he mentioned. You won't regret it. All right, appreciate y'all listening with us once again to another episode of the Twenty Four Twelve Pod. And I don't really, I don't really have any final thoughts for this episode, man. So I'm gonna leave it at that. You got any final thoughts? Nah, just to keep listening to us, you feel me? Send us to your mama, your grandma, your auntie, your nieces, your nephews, all that, so we can continue to spread and grow. We won't be, we won't be nothing without y'all. So we appreciate all the love for real, sir. Appreciate y'all, man. But yeah, we be back with the next episode better than ever. So it's your boy Jalen signing out. It's your boy Keytwan, aka Master Man. And we out this thing, gang. Deuces.